Hello to you. Oh, you can't see my finger, but it's pointing right at you. Thank you for tuning in. It's the Paul Leslie Hour, and welcome to it. On our episode today, we're going to feature Paul's interview with the late Jared Michael Hobgood, which we're making available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and, well, everywhere else. Jared Michael Hobgood was a singer-songwriter, recording artist, and entertainer who was really well-known for performing at the famous Irish Kevin's Bar on Duval Street in Key West, Florida. Now, this interview with Jared Michael Hobgood was recorded right on the street in Key West. Jared told us what brought him to Key West and about his early days as a performer, starting at age 12. Jared described himself as a glutton for life. And we think you'll agree when you listen to the interview. You know, many tourists from around the world have found fond memories of seeing Jared perform. He was part musician, part comedian, and a very fun-loving soul indeed. Jared Michael Hobgood passed away December 5th, 2013. We hope to keep his memory alive by sharing this interview with you today. So, Paul, if you're ready, let's play the tape. It's our pleasure to be down here in Key West. We're welcoming Mr. Jared Michael Hobgood. The good girls want him. The bad girls have had him. <laughs> so thank you so much for making the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. How did you start with music? Well, I first started my first paid show, actually, when I was 12 years old. I was playing the role of Patrick in the, in the musical Auntie Mame in Evansville, Indiana. I was 12 years old, doing probably five shows a week at a dinner theater. That was a musical. And then my first, my first bar show when I was, was when I was 16 on Kentucky Lake. Here I was underage to be in a bar, but I was the entertainment, so I guess they never carved the entertainment. Then I went from there to uh, just playing you know, during the summer times. I would play at like a pizza shop here and there in, in Evansville, Indiana, called Taroni's when I was, I guess, 17 and 18. Forgive me, that was, that was during the school year, actually, I believe, on the weekends. That's right. And then summer times, I played on the lakes. And then uh, I played all through college, playing bars and things like that, and then went to, moved overseas for a while and traveled Europe and played around there. I played at a few clubs in, in London and also did stand-up comedy in London. And then I moved to Scotland, played at a bar, a couple bars there. But then traveled all over Europe, the continent, and had just played here and there, playing on a street corner busking or playing in a, in a, in a bar that I would just show up at that day in an audition that I'd play a few days later. Then I played through law school, came to Key West on vacation during a summer break, and never left. True story. I heard the guy's Irish accent on stage, and I told him I used to play and sing in Ireland, and then I did two songs, and he offered me a job. And that was over 10 years ago. What brought you down here? Just vacation. I'd come down with a, bu- a buddy of mine. I'd been here when I was an undergrad. I came to Key West and had a great time. I was dying to come back down. And then a buddy of mine and I said, hey, let's go down the first few days of summer uh, summer break between semesters of law school. Came down. We slept on the beach the first night we were here. Slept on the beach. And then, yeah, and then I got on stage that night. Uh, Kevin offered me a job. That night, I was singing on stage, and a buddy of mine from law school, who had since graduated and become a lawyer down here, he came in and he said, Jared? I'm like, what's up, brother? 
as Jed. And so then we stayed at his house that whole weekend. And as it turns out, the weekend that I needed to move in for my job offer at the bar was the same weekend his roommate needed to move out. It was freaking crazy coincidence. Serendipity. Serendipity, absolutely. What is it that you like about Key West? You've been living here for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, going on 11 years. I love it here. We have almost zero violent crime. Everybody gets along. You can walk down any street here with $10,000 and hundreds hanging out of your back pocket, and no one's going to mess with you. At 4 o'clock in the morning, you can do that. Wasted. Everyone gets along here. We don't really have a lot of problems that a lot of other cities have with, you know, crime and violence and things like that. We just don't have it here. And, and I guess it's because it's so small. Everyone knows each other. And part of it must be just because the vibe here is so laid back, live and let live. I mean, we really all do get along down here. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful place. What is it you like about performing? I love to make people happy. I love to make people happy. People come from all over, I guess all over the world, at their jobs and their stresses, and they come here. And for a little while, they really just get out of their lives. They get out of their problems. And I love to be part of that. I love it. Someone said to me the other day that, that I give people hope. I don't think I give them hope. I think I give them joy. <laughs> and I way rather give them joy. You know, just enough to forget about problems in their lives and to just enjoy themselves. I wanted to talk a little bit about what types of music you grew up listening to and your influences, that kind of thing. Well, obviously, I love Jimmy Buffett. I don't care how cliche that sounds. Right now, we're, um, it's the meeting of the minds right now. All the uh, parrotheads are here. I've heard that you know, Buffett's here right now or whatever, but... It's very cliche, but I don't care. I think Jimmy Buffett's fantastic. I love his music. I grew up listening to him, Bob Dylan. I love Bob Dylan. Eric Clapton, Tom Waits, and Hootie and the Blowfish. I don't care who knows it. I love those guys. Hootie and the Blowfish, fantastic. Pearl Jam, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, who I was fortunate enough to see, I guess it was last summer. Yeah, a year ago, over a year ago. Last summer I was in Maui. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, I try to go to Hawaii at least once a year. I was able to go for a month last year, and then I came. Then I came back to the mainland, then went back again for another two or three weeks. It's just great. I, I love it out there. I was in Paia Town, where Willie Nelson. It's near his place. He has a uh, ranch in the upcountry, Kula, I think it is in Maui. Anyway, and I went to a restaurant and said, "Hey, where can I see live music on here? You know, in Maui?" And uh, she said, "Well." Willie Nelson's playing tomorrow night across the street. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Just go over there right now and get a ticket because they're going to sell out. So I went over, got a couple tickets. Then we showed up like, I mean, an hour and a half early for the show. And since we already had our tickets and we were that early, I was literally touching the stage. There was no one in between me oh. and Willie Nelson. And Willie Nelson was about four feet away from me. It was awesome. And the bar was tiny. I mean, Irish Kevin's, where I play down here, is way bigger than this bar. This bar was a very small, intimate place, and I could have literally like, touched him. I mean, it was right there, and there was no security. Well, like maybe one or two guys that no one, like, you couldn't even see the security. It was just like a very laid-back, intimate setting, but it was half-packed because of Willie Nelson, for Pete's sake. And uh, he did second few songs, and actually Woody Harrelson came in the back door and, and huh. sang with Willie Nelson. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson sang with him. Owen Wilson, Willie Nelson, Woody Harrelson, and I can't, I guess that's it. Not even a couple of the people that are celebrities, but I, I didn't, I didn't notice them because I was drinking. But they all actually sang on the stage. It was pretty cool. Very, very cool experience. I guess playing down here in Key West is, I, I imagine you get to meet a lot of amazing people down here. I do. I'm so, I'm so blessed. I mean, I, I've met a lot of celebrities. A lot of celebrities. And I meet a lot of cool people that just have really neat lifestyles. For example, well, what I'd like to do when I get a little older is, you know, split my time between Key West and probably Hawaii 
and maybe veil or, or something along those lines. I meet a lot of people who are fortunate enough to do that, where they get to basically have two or three different lives that they get to live. You know, they have a they have a life, let's say, in Boston, and they have the business thing there, and they come down here for a month or two a year, and really get to enjoy themselves. I think what makes it so much fun is a change of scenery. You know, I always say maybe I want to move to Hawaii or whatever, but I think if I lived there year-round, I wouldn't really want to do that. But if I could split my time, I right. get to meet a lot of people who are very fortunate enough to be able to do that. And between the celebrities, I mean, that's pretty cool, who are usually are very, very cool people, very normal human beings like anyone else. Like, you know? who have you met? Well, I've met Jimmy Buffett. I've met Darius Rucker, Edwin McCain, Ron Jeremy, and Max Hardcore, my two favorite guys. <laughs> For real, they walked in. I could, they weren't together, but they're different, they're different times. I've met Ron Jeremy a couple of times. He comes down here, I wouldn't say frequently. I met, I met a certain young lady last night, Veronica Raquel. Awesome. I've been very blessed to meet a lot of celebrities. Now on the spot, I can't think of any more that I've met down here, but I've met quite a few. I can't think of it now on the spot. I guess the adult film stars always, I, those remain in my, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you like about music? That's celebration. It really is. I, I love to celebrate. It's like Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians. I mean, he's fantastic. And I'm sure, I hope you can edit this out, but he's like, it's a celebration, bitches, you know. And I love it. Music is a celebration. And that's what I, I try to make my life literally make it a celebration. We all have problems, but I try to focus on all the positive. And I've had a lot of good mentors in my life. The mentors that have helped me to always see the positive in everything. And it's just what I love about music. It helps people celebrate and experience joy, which I do believe is the meaning of life. Now, that might offend some people, but I do think that is true. Buffett says in one of his songs, life is just a game and no one's keeping score. And I think that is true to a lot of, to a certain degree. I think that's definitely true. I think we're put on earth to enjoy the show, enjoy one another, and to uh, be kind to one another and experience joy. Yeah, that's enough preaching for me, I guess. <laughs> you mentioned that the whole joy thing. When someone sees one of your shows, have you had experiences where you, you could tell somebody was getting a even bigger meaning out of it? Oh, absolutely. Certainly hope so. I've noticed, well, I've, I've got a lot of friends now that have gone overseas and been in war, you know, literally, war's hell. They've been in hell for different months and months, you know, different tours, two and three tours and whatnot, and they come back here, and they really, truly uh, get out, you know, they, they get out of themselves for a while, and, and they've told me, they're like, man, it makes it all, I mean, it, says, it sounds stupid, it sounds big-headed of me, but it's true, they say, you know, like, they're like, you really um, help us celebrate life, you know, when we get back from that crazy situation, so I, I love hanging out with those guys. Yeah. I love hanging out with those guys. Yeah, I have the most respect for those guys. It's like you're bringing pleasure yeah, to people. Yeah, that's what I hope to do, certainly. You're obviously a person that's living your dream. Absolutely. It sounds like a fantasy. I'm going to go down to Key West and be a musician. It definitely is. I mean, I, I look at my life and it, it amazes me how blessed I am. It amazes me. Every day I wake up, I love what I do for a living. I love the people I work with. I love where I live. I mean, I get to do pretty much whatever I want every single day. And, I mean, it's like having every day off. It's wonderful. I'm very blessed. I make a good living. And then at nighttime, I go to hang out with a bunch of drunks that are having a party. You know, I get to do the life of the party. What about dreams that are still unfulfilled at this point? Well, I've thought about this a lot. You know, I wasn't sure. I don't know. When I was younger, I wanted to be famous. I still want to be rich, that's for sure. But, I mean, I've, very, I've been very blessed. I'm not rich, but I'm very blessed financially as well. But I think, do I still want to be famous? I don't know. Because I was out in Hawaii last summer, and I stopped this coffee shop, and the gentleman that owns it, you know, came out, and he's like, oh, my gosh, you know, Jared Michael Hobby from QS. It was really cool. And I still appreciate it very much. But I think if it happened all the time, like it happens to some people who are truly famous, right. then it might be difficult just 
I would appreciate it very much so, but it'd be difficult to live your life. Let's say you're going to the grocery store and you want to go buy some potato chips and some, you know, six pack of beer. But if you get stopped like every two seconds, it's like it's difficult. I dressed the skunk the other night for for Fantasy Fest or for uh, Halloween. This is a good a good example. Of what I mean, I was walking to work and I was dressed in this awesome skunk costume, like a Disney quality skunk costume, and it was really cool. Anyways, provided by the comedy magic of James Michael, by the way. Anyways, I'm walking to work, and it took me about an hour and a half to walk what's normally a 15-minute walk because I got stopped every two seconds for pictures. Yeah. And as much as I'd love to be famous, and I'd love, the, I'd love to be able to reach more people and, and bring more you know, happiness to whatever to the world or however philosophical you want to say that, but it would kind of get difficult to live your life if you really were famous. I mean, right. If you think about it, it would really be difficult. Simply because that, that would be what it would be like every single day. Instead of being able to walk 15 minutes to work, it'd be an hour and a half. can stop every two seconds. I mean, I love being appreciated. Believe me, I love it. Right. But I'm not sure I want to be famous anymore after having a little bit of a taste of it. I'm not sure I'll be famous. Who knows? It'd be worth it, though, I think. It would be worth it, I guess. And you have an album that's going to be oh, on sure, the horizon. I sure do. It's my third... Well, it's my third full CD. I done. I did two, and then I did a um, like a single. Well, you know what it would be? It was like four songs, but, but the main track was called No Matter. But this is my third full CD coming out. It's got a bunch of new music, a lot of riddles, and I even put a couple of Irish drinking songs on it. And it's called The Hardest Working Man in Key West. Jared Michael Hobbit, The Hardest Working Man in Key West. It'll be on iTunes and CD maybe. And I'm sure other distribution areas too. It should be out in... I've got to finish up some cover artwork. That's what the men, men made hold up. The music itself has been finished forever. Okay. It's been produced, mixed. The whole nine yards has been done forever. But I'm just waiting to get the right CD cover. Not that that should matter, but it kind of does. You know, oh, yeah. You see the final product. You know, I want it to look. I want it to look as good as it sounds. What about when you're not doing the music? What kind of things do you like to do? Oh, I love to... Gosh, I love to smoke cigars, as bad as that is. I love cigars, but I don't smoke them every day. I smoke probably one cigar a week, maybe two. As a matter of fact, I'm going to light one up here in a little bit. I love to, when, I, when I'm not in town to work, I love to travel, and I travel a lot to, to work as well. But I love to travel. I spent this past summer in France, and we I went up to Switzerland and down to Monaco, and that was so much fun. But as far as when I'm in Key West, I love to kite surf, kite surf nonstop, and paddleboard. Um, I even surf here in Key West. I surf. You heard it here first. You can surf in Key West if you know where to go and you keep your eye on the weather. You've got to watch the weather. There's a surf break about six miles south of Key, southeast of Key West and about, about six miles north northwest of Key West also. And occasionally when the hurricanes come through, you can surf on the beach. But I love to spearfish. I take the boat out constantly. I mean, I really am living living the dream. If we had a reliable surf break that broke every day like you do in Hawaii, I would never leave. I would never freaking leave this place. I would haunt I would haunt this freaking place when I die because I love it so much. If we had the reliable surf break that went off every day, I would just I'd be in heaven. But I'm pretty close to being in heaven right now. What do you look for in a woman? Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. It always changes, you know, you think you want you think you want this and then that's a good question. I first of all I have to be fun loving. Have to be a good time. I love that girl that's loud and crazy in the bar, that's screaming and probably flashing. That's what I like. <laughs> sounds terrible, but it's true. But also, I love intelligence. I love intellect in women. That's incredibly sexy. When a woman is intelligent, 
and when they're deep, whether they write poetry or they paint or they do something creative, you know, creativity, success is very attractive to me. When you can make it on your own and don't need me, that's what I love. I guess some men are intimidated by that, but that's the opposite with me. Yeah. Uh, jealousy is incredibly unattractive to me. Well, at least if you get angry because of jealousy, that's unattractive. But the, the jealousy isn't a big deal as long as you look at it with a good sense of humor. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, look at you, fancy pants. You know, you're talking to some other guy or whatever. That's fine. But, <laughs> but when a girl gets mad at me because she's jealous, that really turns me off big time. I have two final questions. I feel like you can get a lot about a person from this, but what is your all-time favorite meal? Oh, wow. All-time favorite meal. I love to eat. When I eat, someone once told me it looks as though someone's going to take it away from me. That's how I, I love to eat. I love it. I guess I'm a glutton for life in general. You know, whether it be booze, women, adventure sports, travel, food, I'm a glutton for life. My favorite meal probably is going to be what I'm having for dinner tonight. Benny Anna's. I'm going to get probably Rocky's Choice. Either that or sushi. I love Hello, Japanese food, and Japanese culture, for that matter. Even the language sounds and looks cool, Japanese. <laughs> Again, it was a telling answer. My final question, this broadcast is going out all over the world, and your man has traveled the world. What would you like to say to the world? What would you like to say to all those people that are listening in? I would say, if you can look at your life and look at your daily, concrete daily choices, be good to one another. When that person cuts you off in traffic, I just give them a little shocker, like, hey, no problem, you know, wave. And be kind to one another. That's what I really think. I saw this movie yesterday. I'm not a big fan of the guy that made it, but I loved the movie itself. It's called Re Religious, I think it's called. Religious. And it made a lot of good points. It was a documentary about religions, basically. And I love religion. I've been fascinated by religion my entire life. I've done two weddings, as a matter of fact. I'm an ordained minister, believe it or not. I am believe too. It or not. All right. All right. All right. Anyways, I saw this movie, and it kind of pulled things into perspective. You know, we have all these religions and people, and it causes problems. You know, a lot of, a lot of them do. If we were just kind to one another and loved one another, we wouldn't have a lot of problems to do on planet Earth right now. But not have a lot of problems. So that's what I that's what I can say. If I could say anything, be good to one another. Like that like Bill and Ted's be awesome to one another. That's what I would say. That very would be good. my final message. Well, Mr. Howgood, I very much appreciate you taking the time to give me an interview and I'm sure all the listeners appreciate it as well. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour. <laughs>